Welcome to episode 44 of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversations with Sycharmor trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all the podcast players or by going to sycharmor.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us on Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by the generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. On today's episode, we'll be featuring a conversation with Beth Conlon, the Senior Program Manager of Military Spouse Programs at Amazon. As an Army spouse, Beth has worked to improve employment opportunities for military spouses since an overseas move in 2013 forced her to quit her job, putting both her professional development and family stability at risk. Now at Amazon, Beth is working to connect the untapped talent pool of military spouses in the workforce inside Amazon, as well as build strategic partnerships that will elevate the impacts this group has and ultimately end the recession our military spouses face. Outside of her work for Amazon, she's an advisor for MilitarySpouseJobs.org and the Military Officers Association of America and is the chairwoman of the board for the newly founded Military Spouse Chamber of Commerce. You can find out more about Beth by checking out her bio on our show notes. Let's get into my conversation with her and come back afterwards to talk about some of the key points. So as a military spouse yourself, you've obviously experienced the challenges that come with building a professional career alongside your spouse's military career and have significantly invested in supporting other military spouses in doing so. I'm interested to hear about your journey and how you ended up at one of the largest companies in the world, Amazon. How I ended up at Amazon really is a a full circle story. And it started with before I met my now husband, Uh, I grew up in Idaho, no connection to the military, moved to Seattle to start my sort of professional career. And in that moment was I was going to be the CEO of a Fortune 500, just period, full stop. That was going to be my goal in life. And so then I met my husband and we went on a couple of dates. He mentions to me that he had gone to West Point. My connection to the military was so lacking that I had no clue what West Point was. And I fully looked him in the face over a dinner date and I said, oh, okay, West of where? As any good West Pointer would be, he was wildly offended. And so that just, I just truly had no concept of military life, what it meant to be a military spouse, which is why we dated for as long as we did. Because again, I was going to be the CEO. He moved shortly after we met. And I thought, I can't be the CEO if I'm following this guy around. So five years later, I obviously lost that argument. It was five years and two and a half very long deployments. And he had moved three times in that time. So when I finally did decide to leave, this Fortune 500 I was at and and move with the military. My then boss at the time, I came to him in a crisis moment and said, I don't know what to do. My boyfriend at the time is he's coming back from this deployment. He's asked me to move to Colorado. I'm trying to advance my career. And my boss gave me some advice that I often share with young military spouses. And he said to me, Beth, is this your perfect someone? And I was like, I don't, I guess, sure. I don't know. What are you getting at? And he said, okay, if this is your perfect someone, you need to go. You will always find the perfect job. You will not always find your perfect someone. So I took that aspirational advice and left. So I went from Fortune 500 mid-level executive to being a personal trainer. I thought, now's the time to jump into the things I love. Personal training, I can do it anywhere. Turns out when you try and make other people do something that you love and they don't love it, it makes you a little miserable. Mm -hmm. So my personal training journey was very short-lived and decided to just keep that as a hobby. After moving to Colorado, we quickly moved to Hawaii and then 
Rhode Island, and then overseas to Germany. And in the Colorado, Hawaii, Rhode Island ventures, I was able to cobble together somewhat of a career and kind of have moderately satisfying jobs. They were definitely a step down from where I had been with my my previous corporate career, but I had a feeling of I can make this work. I just have to get really creative and I need to redefine what success looks like. So maybe I'm not going to be the CEO, but I will continue to be a leader and impact people and work in industries that affect change. So I started re- reshaping what success looks like, which I think is key for any career-driven military spouse. You just got to redefine success along the way. That way it gives you a goal to shoot for and helps you keep your sanity. But what really sort of launched me into advocating for military spouse employment was when we moved to Germany. I was back at a Fortune 500 in Rhode Island, doing very well. And we got orders to Germany and that Fortune 500 said, you're moving under a status of forces agreement, not as an expat. I don't know what the status of forces agreement is or the SOFA, if you will. I don't know what this is. I don't know how to navigate it. And we are a huge company. If we mess this up, we've got a big target on our back. So sorry, we can't support you. So overnight, we went from two incomes to one. We packed up and moved to a foreign country. And as does the military, as soon as we got there, he deployed. And so I was in a foreign country by myself, unemployed, me and my dog living in a little German village. And it was really the, over that nine month deployment there, I started thinking like this, you can't do this to military families. You can't force them to go from two incomes to one. You can't force one spouse to put their career on the back burner just because you move. So I started from that point, kind of calling congressmen and senators. And I'm like, do you know what this sofa is? Do you understand what this is doing to families? I stopped every JAG officer I could find on the installation was like, what is this sofa? Show me where it tells me I can't work. And to be honest, no one could answer me. It was just, these are agreements that have been in place since the forties and fifties. And they're just really complicated. And you just, you just, you can't work here. But nowhere does it actually say that. So that started my long journey of in the military, as they say, standing on someone's desk, just really yelling into a a megaphone that this is unjust. You are taking equity away from military families. You are making them choose between financial security and service. And this is just absurd. So after being overseas for five years, we went from Germany to South Korea back to the States. And so by that point, I had built up a, a small business that was aimed at connecting military spouses directly to employment calling out that we were military spouses, not hiding it, touting the benefits of what it means to be a military spouse to the private sector. Came back from Korea and started working with a nonprofit, Blue Star Families. I had asked them, hey, can we partner on this? I'm just one angry military spouse. You're this huge entity that people trust. Um, And instead of partnering, they said, better yet, why don't you come build an employment program for us? So I started building their military spouse employment program collecting a bunch of data on the education of military spouses, the languages we speak, the security clearances, the type of industries we represent. So I could paint this whole picture of the value that military spouses bring to the workforce. And I took that information to private sector forums and would talk to leaders in the industry to say, this is why you should hire military spouses. This is who we are. This is what we do. This is why we matter. And it was at one of those workshops that my now boss at Amazon pulled me aside and said, hey, can you come build a program like this for me at Amazon? And so when I say it's a full circle moment, I started at one of the the country's largest Fortune 500 straight out of college with a goal of climbing the ladder there. And then after 10 years of tripping over myself in military, I'm now back at a Fortune 500, Fortune 5 really, where I can continue to affect change and build my professional career. So it's been a long journey, but it has been one that has truly shaped who I am and where I am now.
And I think it's one that's indicative in small ways, and I think even in large ways, of what military spouses have to engage in alongside their partner. Just hearing what you said, that you had to cobble together, you were moderately successful, that this was a step down. Those are kind ways of saying, I had to settle for something other than what I originally intended. I I had to, you even said, readjust my definition of success. And some of that is part of the sacrifice, but then you got into a place where this is too much sacrifice. And now we need to overcome a barrier. And that's where you really start to advocate, not just for yourself, but other military spouses. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I will say the ability to redefine success, and not only is that key for a military spouse in their professional journey, that is also very helpful for that military spouse to relay to their service member turned veteran. As my husband contemplates the next five to seven years, what is he going to do? He's still currently active duty. I'm able to give him that insight and say, hey, listen, maybe you're not going to serve for 30 years. Maybe you are, who knows? But Start now thinking about what success looks like for you. Don't get hung up on that title, that brigade command or division command or whatever it is. Don't let that be the thing that guides you. Let the impacts that you're going to have or or think about what do you want to lead people? Do you want to work on policy? Like, what do you want to do to help redefine? And so starting that conversation right now with my now service member is really helping him think about what could be possible. So I think that the ability to redefine success not only helps that military spouse in that moment but can also help those veterans transitioning as well. And I think that's a really great point. Obviously, as a former service member myself, I think of, and I credit my wife for giving me so much support, but it's not just making sure that the lights are on and the doors are locked and and things like that, right? It is literally an advisor and a co-planner of our future together. And while many active service members, it's like a brick wall. We don't think about the end of our military career, but then the prayerfully, our our relationship with our spouse is going to be lasting much longer uh, than our military career. And so building this sort of cognitive flexibility as a military spouse can provide that support as an advisor because you're making transitions all the time. Exactly. Exactly. And so we've discussed this on the show before, but it can be difficult for military spouses to to even work, much less build a career as you have, like you were talking about. Amazon is committed to hiring both veterans and military spouses, not just as a way to give back, but in recognition of the value that they bring to the organization. Yeah. And uh, our initial commitment started in 2016 when the CEO at the time, Jeff Bezos, He went to the White House when they were launching the first version of the Joining Forces Initiative. And that initiative was really a call out to a public-private partnership saying, hey, private sector, we want to bring you in on connecting to this valuable talent pool of veterans and military spouses. And Amazon raised their hand and said, absolutely, we're in. We're going to hire 25,000 veterans and military spouses over five years. We hit that five-year anniversary this July in 2021, far exceeded. We've hired over 100,000 over those five years, and we have about 50,000 current veteran and military spouse employees. Amazon recognized the value that veterans and military spouses bring to our workforce so much so that this year we re-upped that commitment. and We committed to 25,000 over five years, and you know what? We're going to do even better. We're going to hire 100,000 over the next three years. And we're not just we're not just saying that for big flashy numbers. We're saying that because Amazon is a unique entity in the private sector that lives and breathes by what we call our leadership principles. We have 16 of them. 
And unlike a lot of companies that have a mission statement and a vision and that they say they live by, but they maybe don't, Amazon truly, every our North Star are these leadership principles. Every decision we make, if you can align it with a leadership principle, you're, if it doesn't fit with those leadership principles, you're not going to do it. A lot of those leadership principles are things like building trust, bias for action, learn and be curious, think big, disagree and commit. And if you think about really just those five things, those five characteristics, and you think about a military spouse, we inherently are those things. We have to earn trust immediately when we PCS because we've got to find a babysitter and a dentist and a hairdresser. And we've got to find people that can be our emergency contact because we don't know anyone. We have to learn and be curious about our surroundings and the places we're going so that we can understand what it is we're getting into. We have to think big back to the career conversation, redefining what success looks like. We have to disagree and commit, right? I have disagreed with the army and my husband time and time again, especially when it comes to getting orders. But then I have committed to making that decision and committed to making the best of it. So really the inherent nature of a military spouse is a perfect cultural fit to Amazon. Amazon is also an organization that is very flat. So if you are somebody that needs permission, Amazon's not the right place for you. If you are someone that's very good in the gray, which military spouses are, Amazon is a great place for you. So it, it really, it's the cultural fit is unmatched. And that is why to this day, Amazon created a position that I'm in, the senior program manager for military spouse programs, because they are that dedicated to bringing in military spouses as a company. And so I work with every line of business to create targeted pipelines to bring military spouses in, whether that's entry level, virtual roles, or attorney VP level roles, and really everything in between. And once we get the military spouses into the company, we're committed to making sure that they are retained, supported, and developed. So we have an affinity group. The Warriors at is the largest affinity group at Amazon, and it is a collection of veterans, military spouses, and supporters. And then the military spouse chapter of the Warriors is sort of the military spouse's own internal community where we can connect, support one another, mentor one another, gripe with one another, share secrets to new locations, share tips to PCSing. So we have that community support. And then more importantly, we have intentional structure to support us. So we have a project called Project Juno that allows military spouses to PCS. If you, for whatever reason, cannot take your role virtually with you, you fill out your Project Juno profile, you check a box that says, I have orders. And then immediately, this isn't a, I want to move. This is, I have to move. So immediately that triggers our internal processes to start looking for new roles in your new location. And it's, it creates a seamless transfer, takes the stress out of it, allows military spouses to maintain their employment. So there's just, Amazon really takes a 360 approach to supporting the veteran and military spouse community. And it all started with Jeff Bezos' commitment in 2016 to, to raise his hand and say, yep, we're going to hire 25,000. And the fact that we have just blown that goal out of the water, I think speaks volumes to Amazon's commitment and the way that they value the veteran and military spouse community. And I think the the size and, and really the diversity, and I'm talking about diversity of roles in Amazon, means that there's something for everyone. I, I would imagine that some of what you do is helping people understand that it's not just packing boxes and delivery. I was looking this morning, stylists, somebody to help with medication commitment. There is so many different things available at Amazon that there's pretty much anything for anyone. Absolutely. Very true. And one of the things that I often say to my boss is I have to remind him that Amazon is an incredibly intimidating organization from the outside, right? Mm -hmm. To your point, 
Some people think about Amazon, they're like, oh, I don't want to go pack boxes. But to the other point, some people think of Amazon and they're like, whoa, they own Whole Foods and PillPack and AWS and devices and who knows what. And they just, it just seems like such a massive organization that can be impossible to quote, get your foot in the door. And so that's why we make very deliberate efforts to connect directly to the military connected community. We hold um, virtual webinars every other week to bring folks to our recruiters and program managers and hiring managers and say, let's have a one-on-one. What do you want to know? What do you want to know about AWS or Whole Foods or devices or the pharmacy? What do you want to know? We partner with nonprofits across the country to make ourselves accessible to the veteran and military spouse community so we can demystify the process of applying so that we can answer those questions um, about if, if you want to do, if you don't want to pack boxes, what can you do? And um, so that we can present the variety, the diversity of roles to the military community in a way that's accessible and understandable and breaks down any perceived barriers that might be there when you're dealing with a company as large as Amazon. And I can imagine that that, that does take a shift for many military spouses and veteran spouses and veterans is that it shouldn't be this easy. Like I, I should have to scrabble. I should have to cobble together, be moderately successful. Like I'm used to my career being difficult. And when somebody comes in and says that Amazon can do all of these different things for you, this is too good to be true. It's really Amazon adjusting to the needs of the modern workforce. And it's Amazon seeing that mobility is important, not just to military families, but it's important to to all employees. And so what I think is really great at Amazon, one of the things we do is we often pilot programs using the military spouse community in particular. And the reason we do that is military spouses are wildly diverse. We are every gender and ethnicity and age range, and we are every skill set. So if a program works like Project Juno for military spouses, we can expand it across the company to everyone. We have a mentorship program that we started with the military community first at Amazon. And once we started seeing changes in promotion and changes in tenure, we said, this works, this model of mentoring works. And so we opened it up to the whole company. We have a technical apprenticeship program that we started with the military community. And once we started seeing the return on investment, when we invest in training and education, what that does down the road to the business, we said, this is amazing. Let's expand this, right? So we appreciate that the military community represents a modern workforce and we understand how to quickly leverage that for the benefit of the community and then expand it for the benefit of the business. I think that's a really interesting approach on the business side. I think that's something that has definitely been seen in social services, specifically homelessness. This is in my community. We pilot programs in addressing veteran homelessness. And if it works in that small, identifiable, diverse, but homogenous population, that it can be applied to homelessness at large. But that idea of taking that same concept of piloting it in this identifiable population, and if it works there, it can be extrapolated and expanded. Yeah, we do it in the reverse too. So like our public policy team, when they are working with state and local governments to implement any kind of change, I I often myself or my peer in the veteran space will come accommodate them and say, not only will this policy improve transportation in your state, you're also going to reduce barriers to veterans who go into long haul trucking when they get out of the service. By removing barriers for employment mobility, you're also allowing military spouses to maintain employment when they cross state lines and move into your state. So we bring in a lens of by making these changes, it's not just benefiting you and your state and your local government, you're supporting military families. And that really, that resonates a lot with policymakers in particular. So we really leverage the unique lived experiences of the military community 
and use our own experiences to benefit ourselves. And then we also use those experiences to help grow the business and make the impacts that Amazon can have that much larger. No, I think that's great. And obviously in this day and age, many corporations are wanting to be more socially responsible it, just to be able to be good neighbors, but also to be able to, to have good business. So if people wanted to find out more about the uh, military spouse and veteran spouse engagement programs at Amazon, how can they do that? If you go to amazon.jobs slash military, there you will find probably an overwhelming amount of information, but you'll also find a link to our regularly occurring webinars. Um, they're every other week. We vary the day. It's usually a Tuesday or Thursday. We vary the times. So every time zone is accommodated. And that is an excellent way for you to get a one-on-one -on -one conversation with myself or a recruiter or a program manager in a line of business that you're interested in. And you can also um, reach out to any of our partners in the nonprofit space that we also do uh, virtual and in-person events with. That's great. We will make sure that all of those links are in the show notes. Thanks for coming on the show today, Beth. Great. It was great talking to you. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by PsychArmor, the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military cultural content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners as well as custom training options for organizations. And you can find more about PsychArmor at psycharmor.org. The first point that I'd like to make is one that can be filed under painfully obvious, but also one that deserves repeating. When someone chooses to enter into a long-term relationship with someone who is serving in the military, there are certain sacrifices that need to be made. So many that I don't have time to go into here. Leaving a familiar home to go to a location that's unfamiliar thousands of miles away from any family support you might have, adapting to an unpredictable and potentially dangerous lifestyle, and when it comes to careers, putting your career on the back burner. You heard it during this interview, and Beth said it as clearly as I've ever heard it said. She went from someone who is climbing the ladder of success with the goal of becoming a Fortune 500 CEO to someone who has had to cobble together somewhat of a career and have kind of moderately satisfying jobs. That's a whole lot of qualifying adjectives that demonstrates the sacrifices that military spouses have to make in their careers in service to their nation. And most of them didn't raise their right hand and say that they'd support and defend the Constitution of the United States. They were just in a relationship with someone who did. Whether it comes down to barriers in obtaining an education or training in a career field that requires state licensure that's not transferable when the family moves due to a permanent change of station, or some obscure element of a 70-year-old international agreement, the obstacles that military spouses face in building a career are vast and complicated. It's great to hear that Beth, in her role at Amazon, and many others like her, are making an effort to support military spouses in building their career and supporting their service members. The other point that I'd like to make is how Beth demonstrated something that I've seen to be true in a number of different situations. As the military goes, so goes our nation. There's been a lot of talk over the past 15 years or so about the growing gap between those who served and those who care for them and those who have not. Whatever you want to call it, this gap has led to misunderstanding on both sides, which then leads to further disconnection. But as I mentioned in our conversation, Beth demonstrates something that we in the social services space have seen for a while. Programs and policies can be piloted in the military and veteran population, and if they're proven to be effective, then those same programs and policies can be implemented for the community as a whole. The example of Project Juno is a great one. 
What started out as a tool to expedite transfers for military spouses when their families get orders to move to a new location can then be applied to other employees at Amazon who have to relocate on short notice for unavoidable reasons. This can be a cost-effective way for companies to try out new programs or tools because it's being offered to a small, easily identifiable population if the company happens to ask that kind of thing that is diverse in age, ethnicity, background, and every other demographic you can think of. And it's in the nature of the military-affiliated population to be part of something larger than themselves, to continue to contribute and support whoever is around them and whatever they're a part of. So kudos to Amazon for making such a concentrated effort to support those who served and those who care for them. For this week's PsychArmor Resource of the Week, I'd like to highlight the PsychArmor course, 15 Reasons to Hire a Military Spouse. Employers are often looking for employees who are loyal, dedicated, and understand the big picture. Military spouses possess these qualities in abundance. From multitasking and adaptability to contributing to your diversity and inclusion program and military spouse-friendly culture, in this course, 15 Reasons to Hire a Military Spouse, you'll discover the whole demographic that will enrich your company and improve your bottom line. Ms. Caprice James, who has insight and expertise from many roles, including director and board chair, she's the founder of CEO Stella's Girls, a global organization that implements innovative leadership programs for women and girls around the world, and a previous guest on the Behind the Mission podcast, discusses the benefits of hiring a military spouse. Dr. Tina Atherall, CEO of the PsychArmor Institute, proudly gives an introduction to this course as it is the final addition to the Military Spouse Employment Portfolio sponsored by Prudential. Be sure to check out the other courses in this portfolio as well to understand the dedication and rigor that military spouses apply to their career development. You can get to this course through a link in the show notes. So thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to take a look at the show notes, which you can find in your podcast player of choice, as well as at psychomer.org forward slash podcast. You will find the link to everything we talked about in today's show, as well as hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. All of these courses are free to individual learners. Thank you for joining me on this episode and for continuing to join us on this journey. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation, and make sure to engage with PsychArmor on social media to let us know what you think about the show. I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. This show was produced by Headspace and Timing, and all rights to the show remain reserved by PsychArmor. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we would like for you to do that, but make sure you let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode. And until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.